I'm in there trying to negotiate the difficult shit. <laughs> Why did you befoul the toilet? Couldn't you have waited? Where else am I going to befoul? You've made a mockery of the whole recording. I need to go to the toilet. What goes to the toilet then? Is it fresh? Well, not fresh, but I mean, it's, not, it's not foul. Hello, hello, this is London Calling. That's, that's not what you're going to do, though, is it? What? Where are you going to just do it normally? From here. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm talking to you from my mouth. Is this okay? What do you think? Well, we'll find out, won't we? Well, I guess we will. Because in previous weeks, you just started recording. And then let me know. So I, I don't trust you. I don't trust your thumbs. I've been recording some stuff, but you're not privy to what's been recorded. Is that for your own private use or...? I'll be using it in future. In court. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Here Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday the 18th of April 2019. 2019, and it's time to oil your bat, swing your cat, grab your hat. It's time to chat. It's Shuttlepods! I think we're getting better at this. Go, Will. Oh, we can't get any worse, can we? <laughs> I think it's very professional. I think, yeah. I think we're, I think we're a constant six out of ten. Sometimes hitting highs of six point five, and also some lows. I think uh, on episode nine we hit a six point seven. I think episode nine was a good one. Episode nine was an absolute corker. A belter. What have you been up to, Tommy? I have been. Let's start our out and about section. With yeah, with a question, an unprepared question. Excellent. Okay. Um, I've had a blister this week. Oh no, mate! It's been awful. Has it been? Down below, very <laughs> oh, low, very low. Not on my toe. Below your toe. Above my toe. Above your. This is good. Below your knee. On my heel. Oh, that's a nasty. Blister, is that not the worst place to have a blister? I, I don't know. I've had blisters on my instep before, which is nasty. But there's, it's no, there's no nice place to have a blister. Can I shock you, Will? Go on. I've never had a blister before. Hang on. You're 38 years old and this is your first blister. Well, allegedly 38 years old. I've never had a blister before. To me, that, that means that you've been misusing your time up until now. Shall what, I tell you why I've never had a blister? No, there's a very good reason that I've never had a blister. Right. Because where do you normally get blisters? On your feet. On your feet, yeah. exactly. And it's normally caused by your footwear, correct? That's correct, yeah. Right. I always take plenty of time and care <laughs> yes. choosing my footwear. I thought you were going to say, I've never worn shoes until now. <laughs> <laughs> like the ape man of... Yeah. Uh, of the town that I live in. Um, yeah, so I've never ever had a blister before. But, my... you've, but you've chosen a pair of poor shoes? or I've had injuries, don't get me wrong, I've had minor injuries aplenty. You used to have that thing with your knees, didn't you? I had a, I had a mallet finger once. <laughs> What's a mallet finger? I had housemaid's knee. Is a mallet finger where you hit your finger with a mallet? I had Epicurean's nose. Still got that, um, but I've never had a blister, right? And it was absolute agony. Yeah, now, and I'm still suffering. You Mate. probably can't tell because I'm very stoic about these sorts of things. Mm, yeah, but yeah, I had a blister. Um, is that? <laughs> that's my news. That's your news. Yeah, that's my news that's, for this is week. That the entirety of your, your out and about is that you've had a blister. There's other things that I did. I I've went, got, I've got I went loads. to Chester. 
Where did he go to Chester? On a on a dual prop plane. What really? Yeah. Why? I played rugby in Chester. Did you? Yeah. What touch rugby? Touch rugby. Touch rugby in Chester. Round one of the DTS. If you're out there listening, anyone that plays touch rugby, I was there. DTS. Uh, I was. Uh, Is this code for something? Are you a spy? <laughs> <laughs> playing touch rugby in Chester. Yeah, I never heard such rubbish. I took a flight from Southampton Airport. You took a flight from Southampton. You didn't come and see me. Well, you weren't at the airport. You don't live at the airport, do you? Oh no, but I didn't live at the airport. Tell you what, though, Southampton Airport. If anyone wants to travel um, within the UK or to various European locations, Southampton Airport is an absolute delight. Oh well, jewel of the south. You can park right next to the terminal, essentially. Next to the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, plane. you say that, but you straight through security, yeah. bam, you're in yeah. the terminal. There's a Costa coffee if you're thirsty or you want a muffin. Um, and other than that, there's some seats, but you get straight on the plane, bam, you're in Manchester. That's Southampton Airport's motto. We don't take security seriously. <laughs> That's what it says on the board as you come in. The woman said to me, your case has to fit in this. And she produced a, a metal box yeah. that was about the size of a postage stamp. And I said, it's not going to go in that. And she said, give it a go. <laughs> So I gave it a go and it didn't fit in. And right. she said, try turning it upside down. Right. So I turned it upside down and sort of placed it on the top of... The, have you seen the metal boxes? I know what you mean. Yeah, measure yeah. the size yeah. of bag. And she hit it as hard <laughs> as she could. And she sort of forced it halfway in. And she said, oh, that'll be fine. I went, thank you so much. Because I, w- I didn't have any money with me to pay this, for extra baggage or anything. This is carry-on baggage. And she, and she said, right, you b- quickly, take it out and go. And as I, as I picked the bag out, the whole metal box came <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm just going to have to take this too. Yeah. She she stuffed it in so hard, um, but she was a delightful lady. So I liked if you're listening, which that, she probably lady, is. I would have thought so. Um, thank you of, very much. The whole of Southampton tunes into this. Yeah, absolutely. Me, their local hero. Have you got any news about Southampton this week? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. We've it's been uh, it's been a big week in Southampton. Um, as you know, I've talked before about the the number of things which are left in the street in Shirley, in Southampton, and uh, this week we had a new one, which we had a toilet. <laughs> a ceramic, a ceramic toilet, a ceramic toilet in pieces. Right. Oh, okay. That a, makes more sense. A smashed toilet left on the street for someone to collect. Anyone to collect. I think. I think it was just left there as if to say, "Look, here you go. If you're in the market for some for a smashed toilet, take it. Have at it. Take it away." But he was gone this morning. So, <laughs> how long did it remain? A couple of days. That's all it takes. I think probably the council came along and took it, but. It might have been just... It's an... possible, because that is a thing. That is a thing. That's, that's what I've been thinking about your stories about Shirley, is you can leave things on the pavement and, and arrange for the council to come and pick them up. I think maybe that's it. Is that what's happening? Or... Do they come and pick up the dog the, the dog eggs? I don't think they pick the dog eggs up, no. They're still there. There's some, they're not the broken glass, either. No. As far as I'm aware, they haven't yet investigated the Shirley Jazz Cigarette Society. No. Well, that's but, an ongoing uh, case, as we all yeah. know. But um, we've been... Uh, it's been the Easter holidays. Um, it is. It's Easter. Yeah, the Easter holidays. So we've used the time to tackle our garden. Okay. We've, we inherited a very poor garden. Did you find anything interesting? We found a lot of rubble, quite a lot of broken glass, uh, and uh, I painted my shed blue. None of those things are interesting. I painted my shed blue. Mm. Bright blue. Mm. It's a bit sudden. Was that your choice? My wife likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it did mean that I had a, a number of opportunities to go to Southampton Tip. Ah. Which is a kingdom unto itself. Is it? It's full of uh, men wearing Top Gun sunglasses <laughs> who 
they have their own they have their own little kingdoms because each one's in charge of a different little sector. Oh no. One's in charge of garden waste, one's in charge <laughs> of metals. There's there's a whole kind of Aladdin's cave of things that, that that gets just sort of propped up in case anybody comes along and wants a windsurfing board from nineteen seventy five. As you go in along, along the left there's there's a line of gnomes. Yeah. Which is literally about thirty metres long and it's just it's just gnomes and garden ornaments. Right. Some cheerful. Some sad, some sexy. Some sexy garden se- There's a couple of sexy gnomes. There's one holding a golf bag, <laughs> suggestively. I think it's a, it's supposed to be an umbrella stand. <laughs> suggestively holding a, a golf bag. No, I mean, he's holding a golf, band, but the, a golf bag, but the, the expression on his face is... He's suggesting you slide your pole into He's saying, what do, you, what do you want to put in my golf bag? What can you fit in my golf bag? Yeah. Yeah, pref- preferably umbrellas. <laughs> Maybe walking sticks. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's also, it's kind of death row for no So it's like a guard of honour as you enter the... Yeah, but I kind of feel like they're waiting there to be executed. I, I feel like, mm-hmm. because it's full up, if someone if someone brings in a brand new garden gnome right now, then the, the, the one at the front will go. Go. Just get smashed up. How the do they, what do they do? I think How... smash, smash them with a hammer. Just... <laughs> do you think it's a solemn affair, the smashing of the gnome, or do you think yeah, it's I a think someone plays a Yeah, I think someone plays a bugle, <laughs> and they throw it up in the air and try to hit it with a bat. And, um, and the thing about the blokes who are in charge of the Southampton tip is that they they see all of humanity's folly. They see all the stupid things that you've bought yeah. and you now want to throw away. And as a, as a consequence, they judge you. How many spiralizers have they seen? Uh, millions. By How this many point. stairmasters have yeah, they seen? Exactly. And there there are you know there's a lot of no 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 you can't put that there <laughs> no Joe. no no what do you think you're doing no that's been number seven that is <laughs> and they they will get quite worked up about it yeah they of. get quite nasty about it actually if you put it in the wrong bin I got in real trouble at a dump once but uh, well Farnham dumps like that as well I remember yeah it is exactly like that and there was a there was a bloke who turned up in a Suzuki Vitara who had chopped down an entire tree <laughs> <laughs> yes. It literally was a, it was about a fourteen foot tree which <laughs> it chopped down. And he got him and his got him in it in his Suzuki Vitari and this and this tree. But I, in order to do it he had to undo the window. So the passenger window he'd done it 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 he pulled it down. But what am I doing? Wound, wound, it down. It, wound it down, thank you. It wound down his passenger window. So the tip of the tree was sticking out the passenger window. <laughs> The the base of the tree was coming out of the boot and it sort of tied it shut. Right. And he turned up with this thing. Basically, it looked like a tree wearing a car <laughs> as a costume. <laughs> and he tried to put it in the garden waste. And as we all know, there's there's a specific diameter of things you're not allowed to put in the garden waste. I didn't know that. Is oh, there, there is. They, and they give you a diagram as well. <laughs> and when this guy tried to get the tree out of his car, which had obviously spent about an hour getting it in, and put it in the garden waste, they sent him away. Oh no! They it is it is the greatest humiliation. Yes. In the in the world to be sent away from the tip with something you were, you wanted to get rid of. Yeah, it's still in the car. Yeah. I agree with that. I think the Dang. only thing you can do is just chop it up into little bits and put it in a tub. To all those people that work at tips out there, yeah. we admire you. We salute. We you. appreciate you. Yeah. We salute you. But just. Give us a little bit of a break yeah, sometimes. Just, we want to get rid of this stuff. <laughs> this microwave has been sat around in our shed for seven years. Yeah. We finally got a bank holiday with enough time to get it down to the tip. Let us get rid of it. Yeah. Just because we accidentally put it in the metal bin as opposed to the electronics pile. 
I'm sorry, I'm getting worked up. We also we want to believe that someone else is going to get some use out of it rather than it just sitting there for I the next five that. years. I don't believe that. No one goes to the dump and reclaims things, do they? I've heard of people doing it, but I've never seen it happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of you find a lot of coffee tables with sort of smoked glass. <laughs> Metal coffee tables with smoked glass. There's a lot of that. Tubular aluminium, yeah. yeah and, um, and leatherette sofas, white leatherette sofas. I I absolutely think that there are people probably that do take stuff away from the dump. God bless them. Um, yeah, and well done to them. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's that's what we want to see. The um, I I uh, in our last podcast, Tommy, I uh, I trailed the fact that we'd just been to Swanage. And I know, yes. I know a number of our listeners will be tuning in specifically to get an update on that. Let's have it now. Yeah. Well, we went to Swanage. Right. <laughs> we had an, we had an intensely British time. Right. Swanage okay. Because we went to the beach in our winter coats. Yeah. And we ate ice creams huddled in a wind shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and we built sandcastles and we built them below the tide line and then we watched them get destroyed by the rising sea. <laughs> and I, what I like to do is build a sandcastle below the rising. Well, what I do is I start two sandcastles. One for my children, because yeah. they ruin my castle. Your vision. So I'll start one for them, and they can muck about in that as much as they like, and then I'll have one for me. Which is your own private castle. Which is beautifully designed. It has buttresses and bulwarks and a drawbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Concentric walls. Yeah. And a stone keep. And then uh, and then I like to watch the, the, the tide come in and, and destroy it. And do you stand there solemnly saluting? Yeah, I, so I, stand, I stand there saluting. Um, I sing the national anthem, <laughs> and just and just as the last bit of Sandcastle is destroyed, I just whisper Brexit, <laughs> and I and I'm a metaphor for our entire sad island. I do that. A little bit of satire for you there, ladies there and gentlemen. There we go, a bit of satire, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Right, should we get on with a feature? Have we finished out and about? It's, well, you had a lot of good out and about about your blister. You I got, took out, yeah, <laughs> no, no, okay. not at all. Um, well, well, we'll look forward to future weeks when you've had an ulcer <laughs> or a spot. <laughs> Maybe the ailments get worse as the weeks go on. I, I, I'm, I shudder to think of the week when we hear about your boil. <laughs> I do have a boil. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, well, let's get, let's get on with it. I've, I've got an odd one out for you, Tommy. Do you want to hear it? I desperately want to. Okay. It's more you, than anything, Will. You're going to enjoy this. Right, odd one out this week. So, uh, movie titles. Yeah. Right. So movies when they when they go to China, China gives them their own movie titles. Brilliant. And what what I've got for you here are six movie titles which are translated back into English from their Chinese equivalent. Okay, so it's like a double translation. It's like a, well, no, because they I think I think the Chinese don't bother translating the English. They watch the film and then they make they their make own. up their own title. Okay. And so and so this is then translated back into English. So I've got six of these, have I? Six of these, and two of them are fake. Hit me with them. Okay, here we go. First one is One Night, Big Belly. And that is the film Knocked Up. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is this is very clever. Well done. Over. Okay. Number two is Italian Shoots His Load. And that's The Godfather. Okay. He's, I'm I'm pausing, listeners, because Tommy's writing this down because he's. Taking I have it, to remember that he's taking it seriously. And this is a that's quite right. This is a polished yeah program. Uh, number three, eat my mother. 
<laughs> and that's the silence of the lambs. Very good. Number four. He's a ghost! Exclamation mark. <laughs> Can you guess what that one is? Um, he's a ghost. Think, think of a film in which the entire film would be spoiled if you knew that he was a ghost. It's not The Sixth Sense. It's The it? Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That's my favourite one. <laughs> Classic. Okay. Number five. It's like it would be like calling seven like <laughs> head in a box. <laughs> box and box head and box. Yeah. Head box, box head. Box head. Uh number uh where were we number on? Five. Number, number five. five, number five. Run, run, Cloudzilla. Ooh. And that's the film Twister. Interesting. And I'm absolutely confident that I could give you a million guesses as to number six and you'd never guess. Okay. What the actual film is. That's, I'm gonna never guess. Uh, Mr. Cat Shit. <laughs> what, what, what multi million pound movie do you think that is? <laughs> Mr. Cat Shit. Mr. Cat Shit. <laughs> oh. I have literally missed no. Mr. Catcher. You won't get Come it. Come on, I will get it. You won't. I will. I can do this. Extrapolation. Uh. I've seen every film that's ever been made. Mr. Cat is it Apollo 13? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. No, it's not Apollo. What it's, is it? it's the film as good as it gets. <laughs> Someone have a cat in that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, I think I've given the game away with a couple of these because I've made it. Gets is um, Jack, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, and uh, a younger woman, the lady Helen Hunt. Hel- yes, I think it is Helen yeah. Hunt. Yeah, I think there is a cat in it. To be fair, is there? There may yeah. be. Mister Catch it. <laughs> right. So what? So what am uh, I doing? What am I doing here? I can't remember. Six. <laughs> We've had six. I've made two of them up. You've made two of these. But I, I think in my reaction, I've made it clear that a couple of them. Are... I've given the game away. Okay, haven't. so I've just to reiterate for yeah. anyone that's listening for the first time. Yeah, I've never successfully got both of your odd ones out. No, yet, no. I? You normally get, you normally get one. I can get one sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay. Talk us through your reasoning. So I've chosen two. Okay. I've gone for it. Yeah. And these these were brilliant, by the way. And this was an inspired choice. And I'd happily do this again um, if it's a thing. Um, so I I'm just going to try and go with what I think your way of talking, yeah. your your yeah. language and linguistics you is. You use your knowledge of me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only way I can do this. I honestly think that Mr. Catshit is real. <laughs> and if it's not, congratulations to you, sir. <laughs> so these are the two that I think that you yeah. have, have written. Eat My Mother right. for Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh, I've just seen one. Sorry, actually. It's very, it's very tense here. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to change it. I'm, f- I'm filling in... Tom's thought processes. He's got his little red book. He's got a, he's got a pencil. He's thinking very okay. deeply about so it. Okay, so I'm changing my, my choices. Okay. Let's make this quick. Yeah. 
Italian shoots his load. Yeah. As for the Godfather is right. one of yours. Right. And Run Run Cloudzilla for Twister is one of yours. As in most weeks, you've got one out of two right. Oh. <laughs> Italian shoots his load. What's mine? Yeah. And. <laughs> Go on then. Which was your other one? Eat my mother. Oh. Oh, you see, I thought you, I thought you had me. You thought I had you on the, I had you on the ropes there. Didn't you I? did. I was I a bit worried about it. That. I think. In a I way. think that's what it was. Um, so what you, you're saying is one really night go. big belly. I, I was pretty one sure night, that was one, right. One night big belly is right. Yeah. He's a ghost. That's brilliant. He's a ghost is incredible, isn't it? That is brilliant. For this accent. <laughs> run, run, Cloudzilla. That's twi- that's twister. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine that. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Catshirt just inspired. <laughs> Because he's not a very nice man in the film, is he? But so. it, it, doesn't he have to do something with someone's cat? No, but they did, they have a little dog. It's been a while since I've seen it. If anyone listening out there knows more about As Good As It Gets than we do... Yeah, could possibly understand why, in Chinese, that was Mr Cat shit. Please tweet us, at Shuttlepod4. Yeah, go ahead. Or email us. It's on, a, what's the email address, Will? It's a real mystery. Uh, what's What's the email address? Yeah. Shuttlepod at gmail.com. Shuttlepodcast at gmail.com. There we go. Shuttlepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, super. Let us know. Let us know. Come on. Fantastic fun, Will. Thanks for that. Yeah, that was good. What do you want to do next? I want to have a brief period of silence. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got. There's, there are three further features. So, do you want to choose the order? We can have an accent attack, which I know is your favourite. Oh, no. That's your favourite. Can we get... Okay, let's get that over and done with. All right. Nobody likes it. I like it. I think the listeners like it. The listeners hate it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I like it. (laughs) Okay. What's the... uh, Let's get on with it. Quick. Okay. What's the accent? The accent is Dutch. Oh, no. (laughs) You're already laughing. (laughs) No. (laughs) I know. Have you written some sentences? I have. Right, you, just can go, you can go first. You can do Dutch first. I just do. You, do you need help with how to do a Dutch accent? Like what a Dutch accent sounds like? Do you? I don't know. I just typed it into YouTube, and we could do. Do you want? Do you want a little bit I of love Dutch gold. accent? I love gold. I'm spliffing a pancake. I've gone with a spliffing a pancake. I've gone with a with a. Uh, I think she is Dutch as well. Oh god. Right. This is not this is properly. Uh what's the most uh typical pronunciation that people have while they're Well uh if I think about it I can say that uh a lot of the pronunciation in Dutch that was terrible I'm sorry ladies and gentlemen that's enough of that that was not but I thought well that gave you a little bit of Dutch okay you go first I'm going right this week yeah. it's a little bit different I'm choosing what Will has to say from a very specific publication it's called Let's Speak Wine and it's published by Majestic Wines is this is this something that my Majestic father's... Majestic Wines if you're listening we do accept sponsorship <laughs> Right, well, are you ready for your first sentence? Are you not doing Dutch? 
Yeah, you're doing Dutch first, though. Oh, I'm, oh, we're both doing Dutch. All right, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So read that sentence there. Okay. Hang on, I've just got to get into my Dutch accent first. Okay. Hello, I am... Hello, I am from I am from Amsterdam. Hello, this is my Dutch accent. Okay. Everything you wanted to know about wine, but were afraid to ask. <laughs> you like that? That was really afraid, bad. Afraid to ask. Okay. I think that's good. I think I think we need to get this done quickly because okay. it's, it's getting worse by the I like um, it. Um right. This one in pink there. Fill your boot. Fill your boot with wines. From only five forty nine. I think that's Dutch. That's not Dutch. <laughs> what is it? It's sort of like a cross between Sean Connery. Yeah, Dutch, a Dutch and an American. A Dutch Sean Connery. What do you think, listeners? Are you expecting them to say something? Okay. On that. To discovering perfect spring wines. Mm. Is it getting better? Say it again. To discovering perfect spring wines. Hello, I am from Amsterdam. Okay. I think that's. I think that's really bad. I think it's possible. All right, I've got, I've got three, I've got three there for you. To tell me, you ever go, you ever go at those in Dutch? Show me in chocolate and roll me in tinsel. <laughs> that's more Sean Connery than I was. Which way is the nearest ironmonger? That's better. Give me a kiss, you handsome fellow. It's gone back to Sean Connery. Give I think. me a kiss, you handsome fellow. That's not Scottish, though, is it? It's a bit it's not Scottish. a bottle of scotch. It's not Scottish. No. Give I... me a kiss, you handsome fellow. I would never challenge you on Scottish because your Scottish is so convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I got that. I think that I, I think that I nailed that. You think you nailed it better than me? All right. Well, I'll give you a score, and you give me a score. I'm going to give you out of ten. I'm going to give you. Imagining that. 10 yeah. if you were to, able to go Actually, to Holland. A, a native Dutch speaker. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you would get a five and a half. I think that's. I, I'm happy with a five and a half. Okay. I'm going to give you the same. Brilliant. I think, I think we tied it. So there you go. If you're listening at home, a completely redundant segment. <laughs> <laughs> no one did it well. No one won. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's been achieved. <laughs> I like I like if you, if I'd given you like five point six, you'd think that like something had been achieved. <laughs> there would have been value in that for them for someone <laughs> listening at least. Okay, there you go. We've oh, lovely! It. Right, let's do a top ten. We're never doing accent attack again. Oh, except for next week. <laughs> right, should we do our top ten? Yeah, that's top ten. It. Okay, so should listeners... we do the top ten jingle? Uh, have we got a top ten jingle? Let's make one up now. Ding-ba-ding-ding. Top, top ten. ten. <laughs> that went quite well, didn't that it? That was nice. Let's do that every week. Okay. <laughs> so, our top ten this week, listeners, is uh, what not to say on a first date. It's a bit derivative, isn't it, that one? But I think it's worth a pop. I th- let's, just, let's just see what happens. We didn't have a lot of time this week, so... This no, one, let's just... Let's, let's just take the low-hanging fruit as it comes. Let's just mind-blast it. What's your favourite fruit from the tree, Will? Uh, from a tree, a pear. Pear. Oh, a lovely ripe pear. You love a pear, don't you? I really do. I like uh, a juicy plum. Uh, I bet you do. I bet you do. Right, anyway, let's not get sidetracked by that. <laughs> right, uh, should, we do, should we do alternates? Yes, why not? Do alternates, okay. So this is what not to say on a first date. I've got number one, we'll be making our own gravy. 
Now, this is something to say, specifically if on a first date you go out for a roast dinner. <laughs> so, it's if you go to a harvester or something like that. You can have a roast dinner. The waiter says, would you like some gravy? And you look deeply into your first date's eyes and you say, no, we'll be making our own gravy. <laughs> now, now, bear in mind, I'm saying, don't don't say that on your first date. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's that's something that you should not say on your <laughs> yeah, first day. Okay, what have you got? Mine's more simplistic than that. Okay. It just simply says, I am from Wales. Oh, no. <laughs> that's racist. It's Welshist. Nationalist. There are some lovely people who come from Wales. Really? You went to university in Wales. I know. Exactly. Is that what's put you off on? <laughs> oh. Se- what's your second one? My second one is, this is just sort of a top tip, which is not to pick up her fork and say, here comes the aeroplane. Yeah. Good. And then also here comes the train, choo-choo, or any of that stuff. <laughs> there, there or, are f- his, or his fork. Or or indeed his, yeah. Um, or their fork. Or theirs. Whoever whoever your date is with, don't try and feed them. <laughs> is that not a romantic thing to do on a date, though? Um, I don't know. I if, think it's specifically the phrase, here comes the aeroplane, or here comes the choo-choo train. Yeah, I think if you're dipping a strawberry in champagne... And then and then presenting it for them to bite erotically, maybe that's okay, but not if you first of all say, "Here comes the aeroplane," because <laughs> I think that ruins the moment. Okay. Um, so my second thing, what yeah. not to say on a first date? Yeah. Yes, I am pleased to see you, and no, that's not a banana in my pocket. It's an erection. Wow, I would agree that you shouldn't say that. I think, I think if you are turgid in the trouser department, <laughs> then. Best. Don't mention it. Just leave it un. You know, either either she notices and she's pleased, or she notices and she's displeased, or he notices. But either way, I think just it's a statement. Just left it unsaid. I think your trousers are already making a statement, which is louder than you can vocalise. So just just leave it there as. Leave it hanging there. That's the thing. Okay, uh, I've got number three. Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? As you look like you have sustained some serious injuries just an insult yeah yeah okay just saying it's like, sort of negging though isn't it and that there, is, are, there are some people who would say that's good that's good techniques on a date i think it's been established that negging is not a good way to um no attract someone that you're you're attracted to to essentially pretend that you are not attracted to them as hard as you possibly can yeah. <laughs> in my mind that doesn't make sense <laughs> but some people think that's good stuff um so my uh, number three is yeah. have you ever milked a prostate <laughs> okay at any point in the yeah. first date no a, yeah uh, never no there's not it's not like because there are some there are some things which are like a, a matter of like um kind of chivalry or you know there, there are rules like you can take your tie off or you can take your jacket off once you've you've had dinner but it's not a thing like you can bring up the prostate questions once you've had dessert or something. No, and maybe what what would you say third date, fourth date? I think yeah, I th- I think probably you would have had to have made love to your partner before <laughs> before you bring that up. You certainly would have had to have made love to your partner. <laughs> yeah, it's made sweet love. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, number four, I've got uh, turn around, touch the ground, bags you're not paying. <laughs> I think that's probably worst off shortly just before, like if they bring the card machine over and you do that. <laughs> and I think that's bad. Have you ever done that? No, I'm tempted to now. <laughs> what an excellent way of getting out of paying. Yeah, that's legally binding, isn't it? 
My number four, yeah. lose a few pounds and we might be in business. Oh, yeah. No. It's just rude. It's just rude, isn't it? Just don't... Just enjoy. Just enjoy your body. <laughs> it's fine. It's just, just a human body. It's just a, it's just a body. Uh, okay, so uh, number five, I've got... Uh, shall we kick things off by having a cry? <laughs> That's something to say while you're having your your aperitif. Your starters. <laughs> yeah. Is it having a chinzano? Oh, your aperitif, even yeah, before yeah. the starters. Yeah, as a, as a kind of aperitif, you have a glass of chinzano and a cry, and then... Do you know what, a, what a cleansing experience that would be? It would be a bit of, like a, having a fine sorbet. Maybe that is a good thing to say, I don't know. I don't know, I think that might be good. Imagine how freeing it would be Purgative, to just cathartic. weep. Just yeah. weep. Yeah. Loudly weep. I guess things can't get any worse if you start off the date by crying. That's true. Unless it's happy crying. Yeah, I guess. What's your, what's your number five? The name's James. James Bollock. <laughs> I find it interesting the way your mind works. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good. Uh, I've got number six, uh, Singing the Whole of Sweat by Inner Circle. <laughs> Sweat for for listeners who don't know is the song goes a la 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 long a la 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 long 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 hit it girl I'm gonna make you sweat sweat till you can't sweat no more if you make someone sweat till they can't sweat no more then they're gonna be seriously they're dehydrated yeah they're gonna need a drip aren't they yeah they they're in need of imminent hospitalisation yeah and at very least a LucasAid sport and I think I think singing any of that song is probably not a good move but. If you insisted on singing all three and a half minutes of it, and like no matter what your date did to interrupt or to say, please can you stop? If you just carried on, I think that singing anything in its entirety at the start of a first date is possibly a, a no-no. Yeah. There's probably no song that you could just sing the whole of, just perform the whole of. Yeah, and your date would at the end of it think, Th- "Thank you." <laughs> it's just. That's a tonic. That's, that's a real boon. <laughs> I that needed that. I was nervous about this date, yeah. but that's really put me at ease. Yeah. Okay, that was my number six. What's yours? What's your number six? No, it's not mud. It's poo. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think if it is, then don't say it is. I don't know. Is it better to Just be honest about it at that stage? No, I think I think on a first date, cut, try and cover it up. I think I think at the stage at which it isn't mud, it's poo. The first date's probably over anyway, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's, it's difficult to see it recovering. I don't know. Uh, maybe but... in a more agrarian setting, a more agricultural setting, that might be more acceptable. But I yeah. think still, just don't mention it. Just try and get away with it. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe pretend right. it's mud. Maybe you're right. I think if you admit to it, it's definitely over, isn't it? So you may as well just <laughs> chance your arm. <laughs> okay, I've got uh, number seven. Refer to yourself throughout the day as the experience. <laughs> in the th- just refer to yourself in the third person, like the rock, but as the experience. That's brilliant. So when they ask you, like, what you want for starters, just say, the experience will have the smoked salmon. <laughs> if your date asks you any questions just say yes the experience went to the University of Warwick (laughs) don't listeners don't do that (laughs) don't do that whatever you do do. yeah that's our recommendation yeah absolutely what's your number seven Tommy 
Um, I spray all my clothes on. It saves time and prevents chafing. I mean, I don't know. I think that just that's sound practice. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you? How can you? Is it? Is it some sort of rubber? It's yeah. It's sort of like an acrylic spray. Sort of quick setting. Rubber. It's sort of like a dark blue for the trousers, so it emulates right. denim. I see. Then you can pick the colour for the top. Yeah. Um, so you sort of turn up looking a bit like an Olympic cyclist. Yeah, except that you detail it um, yeah. with a mascara pencil. And you're not wearing a helmet? Or are you wearing a helmet? There's a helmet involved. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of toilet humour for you there. Oh, there we go. Um, so, number eight, I've got 654321 banter! <laughs> Lads. Yeah. I think either starting the date with that or every time you make a joke, following it up with that. I think. I also think that, that doing the boom noise every time you say something that you think's humorous, that's a no-no as well. Although you say that, but I think if you actually brought along a little drum kit, I think that then goes over into actually being funny. Is it charming? I think so. I think if you brought along a little drum kit and you actually played it during the date, I think it's, to start off with it would be embarrassing, but the more you did it, I think What's your view on props on a first date? The rugby position? Or no, no. <laughs> bring along something, something along to, to differentiate yourself. Maybe a zany hat or a cuddly toy. I think I, th- I would absolutely support bringing along a spinning bow tie. <laughs> to, try and, to try and mesmerise your take. If, if everything else is good... Like if, you've, if you've tried one of these things, like if you have sung the whole of Sweat by Inner Circle, <laughs> it's not gone as well as you thought it had. Then perhaps just press a button, vroom, and just set the bow tie off. Snap, you're back in the room. Yeah, I think. What about a flower that's that sprays water from yeah. your lapel? Or yeah, or setting up some sort of magic trick like pulling out hankies from your sleeve. Yeah. Or a rabbit from your pocket. Or swallowing a golf ball, but, or, but regurgitating a pool ball. Yeah. <laughs> and then swallowing the pool ball, but regurgitating a football. <laughs> swallowing a football, regurgitating a medicine ball. Swallow the medicine ball, regurgitate a Swiss ball. <laughs> Frankly, if if someone did that, if I was on a first date with someone and they did that, I think I'd marry them. I think, <laughs> I think that's the only honourable thing to do at that stage. That would be tremendous, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what a start to a first date. <laughs> okay, what's your, what's your number eight, Tommy? We're on number eight, are we? Yeah. May I smell your hair? No, not that hair. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh, dear. Mm. Yeah. I think we'll just let that one know, shall we? <laughs> okay. Number nine. Oh, I, th- I, th- I should have thought of something better for number nine, but I don't know. I should have. I didn't have time. Go on then. I've just put, what's your favourite thing about Belgium? <laughs> uh, That's okay. That's not too bad. It's all right, isn't it? It's not great. I wouldn't say that even comes on the list of what not to say. I think it's just... I think if, if that occurs to you, you've gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number now, Tommy? I'm egg-bound this week. Of course you are. <laughs> you always are. Not about I'm egg-bound every week. It's not about hot eggs. It's it? not, and also, you know, that just plays into the general don't talk about your medical ailments on a first date. Yeah, that's true. You know, I've mentioned some on mine. Mine have been rather base, I admit. Yeah, don't um, talk about your blisters. Have you ever milked a sausage? <laughs> Is that your number nine? <laughs> have you ever milked a sausage? That's my number ten. Right, good. You were supposed to give me your number nine. I did. What was your number nine? I'm egg bound. Oh right, I see. I, I see. I sorry. I oh, thought, you thought that was me just stating that I was. I egg-bound. thought I thought you were about to give me one about eggs, and that you were telling me that you're egg bound, <laughs> just to 
prepare me for some sort of egg-based humour, but just saying I'm egg-bound. Yeah, that's that's what okay. I would say. Don't say on a first date. Okay, well, no, I would agree. Well, my final one then is saying I want to dip my toe in your mind puddle. I think that's. Mm, a... I don't know. You think that's a nice thing? I to think say. that might work. I just really want to dip dip my toe. I just want to plunge my finger into your mind pudding. Yeah, that's not so good. Plunging fingers. Plunging fingers. Yeah, I just want to. I want to thrust deep into your um, mind cavern. <laughs> that's also bad. Yeah. I want. To, I want to throw the grass of conversation into the wind of your brain and see which way it's blowing. I want to mulch your... No. <laughs> I, want to, I want to throw the toddler of conversation onto the trampoline of your brain <laughs> and see which way it bounces. Is that good? That's excellent. Okay. Right, so we've done our top ten. Another uh, very weak segment. <laughs> Just... Can you stop saying that the segments consistently weak, weak though? The consistency I mean, is impressive, and we've got to take go, the positives. Going back to yeah that article that I I read about how to do a podcast, it did say consistency yeah. was key. So at least if this is consistently weak, then that's something. Right, uh, moving on to our creative challenge, Tommy. Oh no! Yeah, so our creative challenge this week, uh, we decided to do a dragon's den. Uh, so basically. Uh, Tommy and I, we, we need to uh, pitch a product. Yeah, so we're going to do it very similar to how they do it in Dragon's Den. Hopefully there'll be no copyright infringements. Mm. So Will's going to pitch to me, and I'm going to yeah. ask him the sort of questions that the dragons would ask a potential business yeah. person. Yeah. Um, and you have to tell me how much money you want yeah. and the name of your product. Yeah. Um, we should have discussed this before we recorded. <laughs> Never mind. Let's so we're going to do it. Are you yeah. ready? Are you ready to, to? Can you pitch to me first? I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shut. What, what was that? that? I don't know. It was the computer. <laughs> it made a noise. <laughs> Either that or it was my mind. Your prescription is ready for collection. <laughs> my mind was going off. Right. Um, so I'll be uh, Duncan Banatane. Oh, lovely! Another one of his accents, listeners. A little accent there for yeah. you, listeners. Um, right. Uh, pitch. <laughs> That what he says. This is the right pitch. Pitch me. Pitch me. Pitch me good. Um, okay, so the product I've got. For What's you, your name? My name is Will. What's your product? My product is called the Social Parachute. Okay. What I we've all been in this situation, uh, Mr. Ballantyne, where it's Bannatine. Was it Bannatine? Bannatine from Bannatine's gyms. Is that what it is? Bannatine. Bannatine. Not Ballatine's like the whiskey. Yeah, it's not that. Right. Mr. B. The social parachute. You've not started well, Will. <laughs> I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Social parachute. What is it? We've all been in a situation where we're having an awkward conversation. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. We're having an awkward conversation or possibly having a conversation where you make a social faux pas because you mention someone's hair lip or, yeah. or something that's happened to their mother. Or you're on a you're on a date gone wrong because you've sung the whole of Sweat by Inner Circle or something <laughs> like that. What what the social parachute is, it is a it is a backpack that has a parachute in it. Right. And when you pull the ripcord, it fires the parachute yeah. 150 meters into the air, where it opens, right. and then it whisks you away from the conversation. Okay. It just pulls you up into the night sky, and you just disappear. Right. It is it is an instant end to uh, an awkward conversation, some sort of awkward social interaction. It's the social parachute. Okay. And how much money are you looking for, Will? 
I think it's going to cost quite a lot of money. <laughs> well, how much money do you want from me, Will? Well, I think what I need to do, I think, is make a prototype. So, so you haven't made a prototype? No, not yet. What's your profit and loss in the first year? Well, each one is going to cost twenty five grand. <laughs> twenty five thousand so, pound retail per unit. Retail per unit. So, what I'm looking for you is an initial investment of five million pounds. Five million pounds. And then if I sell... For what percentage of your business? For five percent. Five percent. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I will admit there are some downsides to the social parachute. Such Which as, are? Well, it doesn't work indoors. Right. So you have to be outside. Well, tell me, what um, sort of percentage of uh, conversations take place indoors? Uh, I try not to have any conversations indoors right. if I can help it. I okay. always try, and certainly if I was, I'd, wear- see, I'd see ninety-five percent of conversations okay, indoors. But, but carry I think on. if I was wearing a social parachute, I think I'd try to be outdoors the whole time. Right. Um, also, there's no guarantee where you will land once your social parachute has whisked you away. There's, I mean, you could land in the middle of a motorway or in a pond. <laughs> you never know. Um, you, you might bring down light aircraft. So it could be dangerous. Also, I think if it's not windy, that's going to be a problem because instead of your parachute inflating, all that's going to happen is you're going to pull the ripcord. It's going to fire a parachute 150 metres up into the air. You're going to sit there looking awkward at the person you're having the conversation with. <laughs> About 30 seconds later, a parachute will come down and cover you both. So perhaps making the conversation more awkward. Yeah, then you're just having an awkward conversation underneath a parachute. A £25,000 parachute. A £25,000 parachute. Right. So, my assessment is yeah. you valued your own company yeah. at a hundred million pounds. Okay, but you haven't made a prototype. Yeah, you have just told me more negatives than positives. Yeah, I'm out. Well, it's your loss. <laughs> Someone's going to pick up this hot egg. If it's not you, it'll be somebody else. So that's fine. Okay, that's it. That's the end of it, it, isn't it? Yeah, I really hated that product. I liked it. I think that's good. It had a fun name. Yeah, it's well, yeah. It started well. Yeah, It started really strong. Thanks. If I was going to give you notes about your pitch, yeah. I would say talk more about the positives okay. of it. Great name. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Try and build the positives. Maybe have a small business plan to back it up. Some numbers, maybe. Okay. Okay? I've misunderstood. <laughs> Come on, then, Alan Sugar. Give me your dragons, then. Who... who are you going to be when I pitch you? You look a lot like Deborah Mead, and I will add that. I've never watched Dragons Den, but okay, I'll be her. <laughs> the lady. Is she handsome? Okay. Hello. Hello. My name's Tom. Hello, Tom. What's your t- product? Today, I'd like to pitch you. <laughs> yes. A handy, portable. Yes. Biodegradable. Yeah. Protein snack that you can take with you everywhere. That sounds lovely. It's called the Wang. <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. This is serious stuff. The Wang yes. fills a hole in the market yeah. for people yeah. that want to take a snack with them yeah. that can be prepared in up to a hundred different ways. Wow. But has biodegradable packaging with it. What is it? It's a Wang. Okay, what's it made of? It's a small yeah. sort of... Stretched oval, 
packaging right. that has a protein filling, yes. protein and fat filling in right. exciting dual colours. But the best thing about the Wang Will yes. is that it can be yes. prepared in so many different ways. Okay. You can eat it raw mm. for a pure protein hit, mm. or you can add various ingredients to make it into a delicious whole meal. So, for example, just some of the ways you can prepare the Wang. Yes. Drop it into a pan of boiling water yes. for four minutes. Yeah. Simply remove the top. You can eat it with toast. Okay. Here's another one. Yeah. Get a hot skillet. Yeah. Crack a wang into it. <laughs> yes. Mix it up. Yeah. Essentially scramble it yeah. and put it on toast. I, I'm gonna stop you at this point and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask again. You've got questions about the product. I can see I that. I do have some questions about These the These are some of the positive points about the product. Okay. It's made by a fully biomechanical process. I've got a really nasty feeling where this is going. Okay. All I'm asking from you today, Will, yes. is for £100,000. That's not much. For 10% of my business Yeah. to get involved in this brand new health food yeah. called the Wang. I still don't I know. invite any questions to the dragons. Okay. My first question. Yes. What's in it? It's a protein. What's the protein? What is the source of protein? The protein is yeah. uh well there's two elements um that yeah. we put in there. Yeah. Well, not me personally, but it is in there. Is it an egg? It's <laughs> It's I just realized what it is. It's an egg, isn't it? It's an egg. <laughs> I think the egg uh... the egg is boring. <laughs> It needs to be rebranded. It's the perfect carry-around <laughs> snack with biodegradable packaging. You can have it hot. You can have it raw. I think two things. I think. I think. Firstly, I'm relieved that it's an egg because I thought it was something else, <laughs> and I didn't want to know what it was. And secondly, what is your egg obsession? <laughs> Stop bringing everything back to eggs. Who doesn't like eggs? Oh dear. Okay, the Wang. It's an egg. Would you? And you're asking for a hundred grand? Yeah, for ten percent of the business to start an egg. Let's farm. negotiate an egg farm. Yeah, we need to buy the we need to buy the the manufacturing process. How does your product differ from eggs? It's branded. It's called Wang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can buy half a dozen Wangs. You can buy a dozen Wangs. Yeah. Or you can have a subscription of Wangs come direct to your door. I think I would probably cut out the middleman and just go directly to Tesco's and buy some eggs. Okay. I think that's I think that's the that's the the hole in your marketing plan here that your product already exists has existed for thousands of years. Isn't and, that and, what every business is though? And is readily available in the shops. <laughs> Not with a funky new rebranding though. No, but I th- I kind of think for less than 100 grand I could go to the shops buy a dozen eggs right wang on the side with a pen and, <laughs> and feel like pelt them at me. Yeah, feel like I've got the full experience. <laughs> I think that I think there's uh, I think there's a market there. Yeah. Well let's see, but it's not gonna be a market with my money. So are you in or are you out? I'm out. You're out. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so a complete failure there on the business pitches. Yeah, well there's a reason why we're, you know, sitting around doing podcasts and not earning millions. Take <laughs> <laughs> something else. <laughs> Don't have business minds. What's the final feature for today's podcast? The final feature for today's podcast, Tommy, is a new feature, a brand new regular feature. To the pod, regular to the pod. Called Story Time. And and this is the way it works, listeners. I have here written down on some pieces of paper. 
I have eight titles of stories. They're in eight different genres. And Tom is about to pick one of those those genres and one of those titles. Okay? So This uh, is an actual thing that's happening. This isn't pre prepared. He's no. got a, he's got a Well it's pre prepared in that I've written down them down on a piece of paper, but Tom has no idea. I've so no Tom, idea what these are. I'm offering you now your your eight pieces of paper. You've got to pick pick one of them. So this will be the title and the genre. This will it? be today's story. Right. I'm feeling lucky. I've selected one. Okay. Can I over What's the genre? It's adventure. Okay. And what's the title? The Monkey Mines. The Monkey Mines. Splendid. Okay. So today's story is going to be called The Monkey Mines. And it's going to involve three characters. And I've got some characters here for you to to pick out and enjoy. Right. And these will be the characters in your story. How many do I choose? Three. So I've got eight here, but it's it's choosing three. Okay. I'll I'll select them all at once to see. One. Two, three. Shall I read them out? Read them out, yeah. So everyone at home can know the the characters, or, or will they discover them throughout the story? No, I think I think I think go for them now. Okay, so character number one is Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete, lovely. Excellent. Character number two, Yasmin Legato. Mm, exotic. French. And character number three is the artful cock. <laughs> Laughing at your own material there. <laughs> Stinky Pete, Yasmin Legato, yeah. and The Artful Cock. The Artful Cock. And then I've got eight finishing lines here. So you have to pick one of these finishing lines, and that's got to be the line on which your story finishes. Okay. There we go. So I just choose one. Just choose one, please. Okay. Do I read that out, or do yeah, we, yeah. Should we save that to the end? No, we need to know what we're aiming for. Okay, so the final line of this story will be, but the whereabouts of the cucumber remained a mystery. Mm. That fits quite well with the monkey minds, I think. Okay. Now, the, the, last, the last bit of uh, uh, mystery about the story, listeners, is I also have here eight lines that need to be fitted into the story. Eight? But you, you've got to pick three. Oh, so at three points in the story, we have to pick a, a dialogue card and we have to fit in whatever it says on the dialogue card into the story. Okay? Do you want a recap of, of how the story's going to work? No, I think I've got it. It's an adventure story called The Monkey Minds. It contains three characters, Stinky Pete, Yasmin Legato, and the Artful Cock. We're going to choose some lines that must be entered into the story as we go, and it must finish on the following line, but the whereabouts of the cucumber remained a mystery. Exactly right. This... <laughs> A regular feature every week. (laughs) You'll be doing this every single week. Please tune in. Right, let's give it a go. You start off and I'll I'll join in. The Monkey Minds, as read by Tommy and William. April the 18th, 1955. The Serengeti. Stinky Pete (laughs) awakes in a tent, the rain tapping down on the canvas. Mm. What was that smell in the tent? He looks over, a plate with boiled eggs rumbles around the tent as the possums sniff around his victuals. There's a knock on the door of the tent, on the flap. There's a knock on the flap of the tent, and who should it be but his partner in adventure, Yasmin Legato. Bonjour, Stinky. (laughs) Did you sleep well? And Stinky says, Stinky says the following. 
would you like another lamb chop? <laughs> oh no, I've already had my breakfast. I simply dined on scavenger ants this morning. You have overslept. It's already 8am. We must head off on our adventure to find the monkey mines. Right you are, Yasmin. Put your boots on and your mosquito net. Oh, you have forgotten, Pete. I don't wear boots. I simply craft my clothes from my surroundings each morning. So what are you wearing this morning? This morning, I am wearing a palm leaf as a dress, which I've ruched up around the hips to make it look more sexy. And I have a couple of cucumbers for my shoes. (laughs) Good. I like where we're going with that. Stinky and Yasmin Mm. headed off into the heat of the Serengeti Plateau. But soon they were to find succour in a delicious coconut tree. They shook the tree and the coconuts rained down like the bogeys of God. And (laughs) (laughs) they cracked them open and drank the sweet liquor that they found therein. Now, you may be thinking, what were they looking for in the Serengeti? Well, they were looking for the secret monkey mines. Mines that were populated by monkeys in which, and that's where that's where bananas come from. <laughs> they get mined by monkeys in the Serengeti underground. <laughs> we must be close now, Stinky. Yeah. We've been following the map for three days, and it says we are but yards away from the entrance to the fabled monkey mines. And there in front of them was a rocky plateau. And in the rocky plateau, there was an opening, a crack, a fissure. And the fissure was shaped like the open jaws of a baboon. Baboon! <laughs> and they knew that this must be the opening to the fabled monkey mines. Stinky, I think we have found it. Let's go into the hole and see what's inside. Let me first light my flaming brand. So we can see where we are going, said Stinky Pete. But suddenly, they were stopped in their path. Out of the darkness of a cave stepped a character, hunched of back, gnarled of fang. Oi, oi, what are you two doing here? Oh, no, who are you, said Yasmin Legato. My name. No, no, he's not French. (laughs) My name is the Artful Cock. How on earth did you get such a name? I have been guarding the monkey mines for a hundred years. In an artful way. I'm part man, part monkey. (laughs) They call me the artful cock because I creep around at night stealing things out of people's pants. Which part of you is man and which part of you is monkey? (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know, my love? (laughs) Can I say what a delightful outfit you're wearing? Who's this lad with you? And then Stinky Pete said something that you would never expect him to say. He said, Stop looking at my particulars. <laughs> that way. That's quite apt. Yeah, that'll do. Oh, do no such thing, sir. I'm the guardian of these here minds. <laughs> I will look at whoever's particulars I, I fancy. If I see a particulars, I'll look at it. I don't care who it belongs to. What brings you to the fabled land of the monkey minds in any rate? And by the way, nice particulars. <laughs> And Stinky Pete says, well, hang on, that's not a distinct enough voice for Stinky Pete. I think. He's well-spoken. Is he well-spoken? Yeah. 
We're changing that. He's, right. smooth, he's stinky, but he's well-spoken. Oh, so stinky Peter, really. Yeah. <laughs> stenchful, stenchful Peter. Aromatic it, Peter. Yeah, he says, well, my good man, we are looking for the fabled monkey mines where the monkeys mine their bananas so that we may bring them to the folk of the world and what? everyone may celebrate. What business do the folk of the world have with these monkey bananas? They want to split them down the middle and put some cream in them and some sprinkles and make a banana split. There's only one way you're getting past me today. Name it, my good man. Creating me a unique and bespoke outfit so I might impress my suitors. And Yasmin Legato says, Ah, monsieur, as luck would have it, that is exactly what I do for a living when I'm not looking for bananas underground. I don't believe it. All my dreams have been answered. I have to say this particular phrase right now. Prepare for knuckle justice. <laughs> that might sound violent, yeah. but here in the monkey minds, it simply means I'm delighted to hear it. Lovely. Okay, well, I will not prepare you the outfit now, but look at this cucumber. I can make you an entire outfit out of this cucumber, and I will do so the moment you lead us to the monkey man's. She's getting, she's getting French. <laughs> Cut to black. Ooh. Stinky Pete and Yasmin are standing in a huge cavern, absolutely replete with delicious, plump and ripe bananas. Mm. Monkeys skitting around everywhere. Have you got a monkey sound effect? <laughs> They've reached the promised land. Soon they establish a line of transport yeah. and shipping. A pipeline. A, a, banana, pipeline, a banana pipeline. A banana pipeline and become the foremost exporters of bananas to the free world that there has ever been. And that is how Fife's Bananas, the international company, was born. Exactly. But the whereabouts of the cucumber remained a mystery. I thought that got better as it went on. Yeah. <laughs> Will we do that it's again? Not, it's not a classic, is it? <laughs> are, are any of our features classics? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the first first attempt that wasn't bad. Not bad. I think we could we could have another go. I've got seven other titles after all. I think you need to get into the characters a bit more. I think you need to inhabit the characters. I think you're right. Yeah. Stinky Pete was a bit of a misfire, wasn't he? He, yeah, I think I think we changed we changed him halfway through. Didn't we? Very little reference to the stink as well. That's true. I loved Yasmin though. So many le- levels. She was a strong, independent, adventurous woman, mm. but very good at styling. She was like one of Shakespeare's complex females, wasn't she? Yes, I thought. Yeah, something to think about there. Absolutely. Well, well. What I'm... time is it? It's half past the hour of nine. It's been a, it's been a content rich hour or so oh listeners you've had an absolute oral treat tonight haven't you have you enjoyed it uh, <laughs> <laughs> write in and let us know if you've enjoyed this format yeah you can contact us at shuttlepod4 on the twitter yes or email shuttlepodcast at gmail dot com dot com absolutely please yeah. let us know what you're thinking um, and you'll hear from us again listeners you will we're just uh, going to keep doing it until you tell us to stop and even if you tell us to stop we keep on doing it so. keep doing it when you're yeah. asleep on the uh, on the very next episode of Shuttlebot. Shuttlebot.